0: Can you hear me now? What? Yep, I can hear you. Let me just wiggle my cable. There we are. All right, okay. I think I'm on the right mic. Give the, give the grills a stroke. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, here we are again, and uh, a very a good day. Uh, whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this, uh, I'm James. Well, this is produced by Robbo, who doesn't do an awful lot, but uh, he's there somewhere. He's in the ether. No, I'm here. Yeah, the, the dust in my studio. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, do your job, mate. You're not really flipping cleared <laughs> it up. Look at it. Run my fingers like that. Four in a bed. Where they always go into the, uh, they go and look at the toilet brush and rub their ringer, their ringers, their fingers round the rim of the toilet seat. Who does that when they go and stay in a hotel? Do you ever do that? I wouldn't want to rub my finger over somebody's uh, toilet seat. No. No, exactly. I mean, that's disgusting. I don't know if you've ever seen that program. It's quite funny. No, I've seen Kim Woodburn do that a few times in the How Clean Is Your House. Oh no, it's, it's better than that. I didn't. You know, no, don't let's talk about her. Let's not start the program up on a sour-faced note. How about I get you a leaf blower for Christmas and you just fire it up and go through the house? Um, yeah, that's a good idea. But then it just settles somewhere else. So you need it. It's my printer that is attracted. It's all these electronic things that attract the dust, isn't it? We'll just open the window, leaf blow away, and off you go. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, does, That better. does not work with the microphone. Don't do that. Oh, doesn't it? All oh, right. Sorry about that. Testing one, two, three, four. I need to get you a, uh, a spit guard. Oh, no. I like it the way it is. I don't like to use protection on my microphone. <laughs> right, let's kick this off. Um, this week uh, on my show on Talk Radio, uh, which I'm on 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Thursday, live for three hours in the evening, join me and, uh, and my old partner, Ash, who is back if you haven't listened before. Uh, Join us and phone in, because if you think the show's crap, then it's up to you to make it better. Really, isn't it? That's the easy way out, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Why should it all be on my head? Fair enough. You can tell that to your boss, can't you? It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's the listener's fault. (laughs) If you don't like it, improve it. If you don't like what we're talking about, change the subject. So anyway, much of the conversation this week... uh, well, let's let's start off this way. Um, the Labour Party conference did what all Labour Party conferences do—just uh, worry those sensible ones of us. And I, look, I, I had a lot of stick on the radio over the past couple of days because I, I, I really cannot understand. Uh, the wisdom of of somebody, one of the MPs who uh, got up. And the thing about the Labour Party conference is they allow everybody to get up and have their... say. Well, not everybody, but anybody, if they can get permission. And some of the people are so horribly thick and stupid that allowing them anywhere near politics worries me. But there we are, that's what a democracy is, I suppose. So I was accused of being elitist. Me! I mean, can you imagine? Oh, shut up. So anyway, uh, we had a teacher got up and spoke. Um, how he can be a teacher, I've not any idea. And in the end, he said, and if we improve education, and if uh, if, we can, if we can help these kids and we improve education, then in the future, nobody will vote Tory, and that will be the end of the Conservative Party. Well, much as I'm not really happy with any political party, because they all seem stuffed full of idiots, uh, as far as I can see... Um, I, You know, I'm I'm one of those slightly right of centre people, a bit boring, I suppose, but feels, you know, can't we live a nice life where everybody gets on? You know, people who don't get on so well, as long as they're not just lazy and cretinous, we'll give them a hand. But if, if you do well, then you should be able to enjoy the fruits of your labour. Unlike some of this rabble who wanted anybody who's wealthy to have to pay through the nose for those who don't seem to do anything. It amazes me how a vast majority of those people voted to leave the European Union, who went on and on and on about how their jobs were being taken by foreigners, are the sort of people who never work. Not all. I realise I'm making sweeping allegations, but then, hey, this is a podcast. You're supposed to be able to do those sort of things. You know, but a lot of them that languish in front of daytime television, and sit there moaning about the fact that they can't get a job, actually are going to have their wishes fulfilled because there won't be people coming over here to pick the fruit and vegetables. So some of the fat lardy assed people who complain all the time can go out there and they can do a day's work and they can do something useful for a change rather than moan about everybody else who seems to have more than they have. Most entrepreneurs that I have met most successful, but not all. There are some pretty horrible people out there as well on all sides of the political and economic spectrum. But an awful lot of people who've done well in life work very hard. Even people who don't need to work, who've made their money and don't need to work anymore, seem to go into their businesses and carry on working. And it's not as if they do nine to five. Quite often they're there before the people start in the morning and often they're before the last person leaves at night. Well, okay, probably because they don't trust anybody. But, you know, they put in a lot of effort. And so I, I cannot understand this wish to try and hammer every successful person in the country. It seems balmy. And then for one of them to get up and suggest if we can't get the Tories to have a general election, and if there was a general election, much as I find Theresa May frightfully ineffective, I'm pretty sure most people don't want Jeremy Corbyn there running the country. Do they? Or well, maybe I'm out of sight. I don't know. You see, the thing is, since Jeremy Corbyn became the leader of the Labour Party, he refuses to do many interviews. He'll do the soft interviews. I used to interview him regularly before he was the leader of the opposition. And now, of course, like all of them, and he's no different to any other, they all think they're very important and will only talk to people who they feel will give them an easy time or people they have to talk to, like the, you know, the political uh, journalists, the Andrew Mars and the um, Robert Pestons and various other ones, they'll go on their programs, but they don't like to do anything off-piste. As it were. So anyway, this Labour uh, MP, and I'm not. uh, Listen, there are some really good people in the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, and uh, those people, the good politicians, you will hear regularly talking to me on my show on Talk Radio. They're sensible. They're kind of middle of the road. They want people to be able to get on. They want life to improve. They want people, you know, we live relatively speaking. Whatever anybody thinks in uh, in the extreme left or extreme right of politics. We live in a great place. You know, there's not anybody dying on the streets. We're not being bombed out of existence, yet hopefully we won't. Although leaving the European Union worries me about the safety and security of this nation. But we, we live in a great place. We haven't got the problems uh, of the third world, thank goodness. But luckily, Uh, we should be in a position to do something about it, which actually I don't think we are. Piling money into countries that go to despot dictators isn't the way to do it. And sadly, some of those third world countries impose rules and regulations that we, during the British Empire, imposed on them, which is why an enormous amount of countries still have laws against homosexuality. Those laws came from us. balmy as it might seem. But anyway, back to this Labour MP, and I can't remember her name, but it's immaterial anyway, who wants to call a general strike. If we can't have a general election, she wants the unions to force a general strike. Now, I don't think anybody should be mistreated at work, and I think people's wages should be better than they are. And I also think, before anybody accuses me of being an hours and out whatever, I also think that companies who make money, and there are lots of them, who pay their workers shit should actually have rules and regulations imposed against them. So, if you're a a successful company, but your workforce are on minimum wages, which means that they can then claim um, benefits, in-work benefits, that means that we, the taxpaying public, are subsidizing your wage bill. If you're paying your directors huge bonuses and you're paying your management teams really well, why then are you paying the people who are helping you make the wealth so badly? The gap between management and worker has widened. Now, I am sounding a bit like a socialist, but I'm not. But that is, is a, a recipe for fucking disaster. Because you want people to feel that they are making their way in the world. Why, you know, I, I've worked for uh, many people over the years... And I've always found, quite often, management... I've never wanted to be in management, which is why I'm a broadcaster. That's all I want to do. But I quite often find management uh, that comes from university without any idea of what they're doing, the most annoying and most inaccurate people there are. So you get young managers being paid a lot more than people who've been doing the job most of their working life. That isn't right. That has to change. And no company... You know, I'm I'm thinking of some of these huge supermarkets who are making billions of pounds profit, who are paying their directors well. Yet the checkout staff and the, the the shelf stackers are on very low wages and able to claim in-work benefit. Now, pay the management a little less because no managers need to be paid, you know, a couple of million pounds a year. No directors need that. And none of the the, the 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 directors need bonuses that will make your eyes water. So come on, let's sort this inequality out. And then we won't have people uh, like this Labour MP calling for a general strike if we can't have a general election. Now, the unions, in my view, the unions ruin an enormous amount of business in this country. If it hadn't been the flipping unions, we'd still be owning, I'm absolutely sure, uh, motor companies. We have got some of the best workers in the motor trade in this country. That's why we are still building the best cars in the world. The fact is that we don't really own any of the big motor manufacturers anymore. They've gone to India. They've gone to Japan. They've gone to Korea. They've gone all over the place. We still build the cars, but we don't own the companies that build them. That's probably because our management were crap as well. And, uh, and the unions got out of hand because they got more power than they really should have had. Look what happened with the miners' union. Really powerful union. And then they destroyed their industry. Not that I actually think a human being or an animal should have to go underground and pull the black stuff out. You can get machines to do that. You don't need human beings to do that. But we, we, we're just it, it barking mad. You know, we've got huge unions now. Uh, huge unions. We've got strong unions on our transport systems And that has to stop. You know, I'm getting sick and tired of these people who write. Being a train driver or an underground, and if you are one, you can always get in touch with me if you don't like what I'm saying. Just email jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Did you get that? On your massive amounts of off time, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. If you want a really well-paid job, go and be an underground train driver. You get masses of time off. You're on about 60 grand a year, three months holiday, and all you do is press a couple of buttons. Surely, if you're talking transport, the best paid people in transport should be bus drivers in city centres. That must be one of the most difficult and stressful jobs. I mean, driving a train is easy, isn't it? Forward and backwards. Stop and go. I mean, I could do it. It's, it doesn't take anyone to drive a train, does it? So don't give me all this, they should be paid huge amounts of money and they're moaning like mad and then you and I, when we have to get a train and go to work, can't. Barmy. Absolutely balmy. So my thoughts are that unions are really there because we've got crap management and crap management encourage unions. If we had better management, we could get rid of the unions and quite frankly, I don't want unions telling me I can't do this or I can't do that. Remember the demarcation lines back in the 70s, you know, where a union was over, it's my, uh, my man's, you can't go over that line. at all. Oh, just ridiculously stupid. What what happens is, and same with management as well in many cases, you get people who aren't very good at their jobs, so they try and shout a little louder, and they try and make their empire a little bigger, and uh, the rest of us get caught in the middle. So, yeah, I should start a political party, but you see, I trouble is i don't really believe in 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 the, in the ideals of democracy it doesn't work does it because all you spend democracy you spend most of your time arguing benevolent dictatorship somebody who's great and good and cares and has a vision for the future and will lead people oh that won't work will it we've tried that before it didn't work oh i don't know what the answer is what do you think the answer is Are you talking to me Yeah, or anyone else. I mean, anybody. What do you think the answer is? i just give up. Well, no, that would be ridiculous. You can't just give up. You know, if we have a general strike tomorrow, there will be anarchy in the streets, I foretell. Okay, I'll do it your way then. Well, just, you know, management quite often pay themselves far too much compared with what they pay their workforce, right? Not in my work. No, not in your work, not in my work, I don't think. Not according to my managers, anyway. Um, but, you know, generally, big companies making lots of profit, quite often their management are paid way in excess of what the workers who make the money are doing. No wonder the unions get involved. More co-ops, then. That's what we need. Well, yeah, if you had a successful company and you wanted it to go really well, you would make sure, like John Lewis is, I suppose, well, that's not doing particularly well at the moment, is it? Well, a lot of the big stores are struggling. Yeah, but that's going down to a change of the way we shop, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's all online now. Hmm. And so that's how it's going to be in future. But, you know, what's going to happen to our city centres? Where are, are we not going to be able to wander around and walk into shops and look at stuff anymore? Or will they just become shop windows and we go and try stuff, touch stuff, feel stuff, and then go back and order it online to be delivered? I think that's what a lot of people do now anyway, don't they? I don't know. Okay. I don't shop. <laughs> I don't shop very often. (laughs) Well, if I want anything, I ask you to get it, don't I? That is true. I do do a lot of shopping for you these days. Yeah, well, there we are. That's your shopper, aren't you? You are are like my personal shopper. That's fair enough. Yeah, I think it is. So anyway, that's where we are on politics. So, uh, yeah, yeah. do you know, I always find it interesting that the NUJ, the National Union of Journalists and Equity which was a union I used to be a member of, because you had to be a member of of equity to be in any kind of form of entertainment. If, uh, you know, when I wanted to be an actor at one, so I had to have an equity card, or I wasn't allowed to. Who the hell do these people think they are? Is that still true, though? No. Margaret Thatcher, bless the soil she walked on, stopped all that ridiculous business. Good. She took on the unions, and she dealt with them. Unfortunately, I think we have some managements who now need to be shown the error of their ways. So I can be in a film now, then. You could be in a film, yeah. Of course, you can. Oh, that's. But look, cool. no, you can make a. We could make a film. We don't need to, to. you know, you you could make a film quite easily now, on your iPhone. That's true. We've got uh, two iPhones between us. We could do multi-camera angles now. Yeah, yeah. Bit of editing, a script, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makeup, catering, director, producer. Yeah, I think I think we could it, do that, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think didn't somebody make a, a movie on an iPhone? Yeah, there was a, a recent film that uh, quite a yeah. big film that came. I I watched it and I turned it off because I knew that it was made on an iPhone and you could tell. Um, but yeah, yeah, there was a film it got into the cinema and it was all made on an iPhone. Yeah. And why did you turn it off, you snob? Because it 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 felt like some sixth formers had got an iPhone and filmed a film. Um, it really did oh, okay. feel like it was filmed on an iPhone. The angles were all sort of not natural, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, all right, okay. Uh, I'll let you off. So anyway, um, that's where we are on politics. So I watch the party conferences, and they're all just as as limp as each other. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, after the choirs and the singing at the end of the Labour Party conference, and then what do you think happened? Yes, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn decided to dance. Oh, is he better at dancing than uh, May? No, they're both shit. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. We don't need political people to start trying to be, oh, I'm very friendly, touchy-feely and entertaining. Stop it. You are supposed to be grown-ups. So Anne Whittacombe still holds the title as the best dancing politician. Anne Whittacombe is no longer a politician. And Anne Whittacombe did not do any of those things until after she left politics. So that statement I just made is complete bollocks then. Yeah. You said it. So anyway, uh, that, that's politics. And the other story, just before we, we do other things... No, in fact, I'll leave the other story until, uh, and, and, until later. Uh, why don't we, at this juncture, have a bit of music? Um, there's no reason why we can't, because I have the music queued up, ready to go. Yeah, and it's what you would call Britpop-inspired rockers, is it? That's what it says on my sheet, So that's what it is. The Magic E's return to their new single. Why are they returning? Oh, return with their new single. That sounds... Your writing is appalling. I cut and pasted it from the email I got. It's nothing to do with me. Oh, right. Okay. I remember when cut and paste meant you cut stuff out of papers and pasted it into a big scrapbook. Yeah, with a bit of copy decks. Copy Dex, yes. Do you remember that? Oh, the smell—the white glue that you painted on yourself, and it looked like you got skin peeling. I was on my roof the other day, sticking down my um, rubbery roof, and I had—I had a big tub of the stuff. With copy decks, yeah, that's what it smelt like. I don't think—I mean, copy decks—it wasn't. I don't think that would be good for a roof. Well, it smelt like it. It's very similar. So it was very rubbery. You've just been disgusting again, haven't mm. you? <laughs> EPDM adhesive. Yeah, well, we don't want to know what you get up to in your spare time. Uh, anyway, these are the magic E's and fine lines. There we are, a bit of music from uh, a Brit pop-inspired rock band, The Magic Keys. I like that. It's quite good. Uh, If you want to have some uh, music played on the show, we uh, can play a a track from uh, an unknown band. We like to do that, give people a a little chance. Um, All you've got to do is get in touch and... uh, well, Rob will tell you how. Yeah, email the show, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Mark it for my attention, which is Rob or Robbo, whatever you want to call. You can call me Bob if you want to. I don't call me idiot. I don't care. Uh, Why include- don't c face? Because <laughs> I have to edit that out. Um, and include the MP3 permission to play because we don't pay. Um, right, okay. My friend Talia Dean, who was uh, in The X Factor, has a new single coming out. Well, can we have that? Can we have permission to play that? I think we should get in touch with her. Why don't you get in touch with her on Twitter? My new Instagram site, which is now nearly a week old. Yeah. Lots of people like my photographs. Yeah, there's, just, there's some artistic uh, stuff in there, you know. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go and have a look at it. At James Whale Radio. That's my Instagram <laughs> handle, James Whale Radio. I haven't got many followers at the moment. I think I'm, I don't know. I think I'm a bit old to be on Instagram, to be honest. Can you do one between your legs? <laughs> I'll say that again. Can you do one where you bend over and take a shot from between your legs of what's behind you? See what that looks like. You're a pillar, aren't you? <laughs> hey? You you're just trying to be. Just, I don't know what you're trying to just be. Thought really, it might make that's an artistic just ridiculous. Shot. What? <laughs> just thought it might make a little arty shot. You know, between your legs. Just bend over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, look, let's, uh, why don't, oh, i tell you what, why don't you do this, uh, what, what do you do this, this, um, oh, flipping heck, I, I can't remember, you've got your own little bit here, and you call it tech talk, and everybody goes to sleep, have a little rest in the program while he does tech talk. Okay. And why is there a picture here in front of me with a camel with huge testicles? <laughs> That's a question for the whale later. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> well, forget that then. Uh, um, I didn't know the camel, all right, okay, go on. Lost my train of thought now. Tech Talk. Oh, yeah, the BT phone. Huge, huge testicles. They are. They are huge. Yeah, you can uh, chew on them later. Should we do Tech Talk now, then? Uh, Well, I wish you would, because quite frankly, you're about to get sacked if you don't. Uh, The BT phone book. Have you got one? Um, What? A phone book? Yeah. Uh, I don't actually. I think the last phone book that came, I put it in. The, no, the last phone book that came, I'm sorry to say this, I, I used it to start my bonfire. Right. That's more or less the same as what everyone else does. Either goes in the bin or use as fire material. Yeah. For my uh, wood burning stove, pull a few pages <laughs> out every time, put the fire lighter in and the kindling on the top. It goes great. But it's don't. Phone books are yesterday. Well, yeah, phone books are yesterday, and the uh, point is they're not making that much money out of the phone book anymore because no one wants (coughs) to advertise in it. So do you know what BT are doing now? No, what are BT doing now? They're adding uh, every business that's got a phone number, whether it's their primary number or not, whatever number they've got with BT, they're adding it into a section for free into the BT phone book. Well, that's what the phone book's all about, putting phone numbers in. And then after 12 months, it's 25 quid a number per month. 25 quid a month? You are joking. Per number. Per number? Yeah. So you got two or three numbers into your business, that sort of... 75 quid a month? Yeah, un- unlisted numbers. You know, numbers that you gone can have a few extra lines because I need some lines. <laughs> Hang on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. BT choose to pr- put this phone book together. Yeah. I've never heard anything so ridiculous. I can understand if you have a little advert in the phone book, obviously you've got to pay for that. But why, why would they charge you just to have your number in their phone book? Yeah, we're talking about your company name, space, 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 and then your phone number. No yeah. more information than that. Just a single line entry that's always been free mm. for your primary number when you, the, when you take out a new line as a new business. And then if you order extra numbers, you'd never put those in because you always want to use the main number, the one that you advertise. Yeah. And then if you like, you can phone them up and say, listen, can I have an advert? And you can take out a quarter page, a full page, the back page, yeah. and it costs you yeah. whatever. Well, now to generate revenue, they're opting everybody in on all their numbers in the phone book. What do you mean they're opting everybody in? Well, if you've never been in the phone book, they're just adding <clears> you. <throat> Sorry, if you've got a phone number with BT or any... Well, only BT numbers, I presume. Yeah. If you've got a number with them, they're going to put you in their phone book Mm. and then they're going to charge you 25 quid for each number a month. Yes. Well, that can't be right. Well, that's why I'm thinking... I'm thinking that we we should phone up BT or send them a letter saying (laughs) that uh, we're going to give you free advertising on the James Well radio show. Every week, we're going to mention how amazing BT is... And then at the end of the year, we're going to charge you £800 an episode unless you give us writing in advance. Do it. Do it. Okay. Write the invoice now. Well, there's no invoices. It? It's free, isn't it, for mm. the first year? Actually, we don't have to do it for first year. We do it for the first week. Month. First, month. Yeah, first month. week. Month, week. Yeah. yeah. And then every month after that until they cancel. £100 pounds a month. Here's the worst thing. How many times does a phone book come out a year? A phone book never comes out. Nobody uses a phone book. <laughs> Nobody. No, anybody who uses a phone book, give me a call. That's ridiculous. Well, if you've got a business and you've got BT uh, phone line, you can expect your bills to go up by at least 25 quid a month. Yeah, you'll get a letter first, obviously. I mean, they are being a bit fair about it, giving you advance warning. But what if you just threw it in the bin, junk mail, whatever, not interested? Yeah, because you do, if you, I get letters all the time, and if it's a bill, then goes to one side. And if it's just somebody saying, have you ever thought of it? It doesn't matter who it is, it goes in the bin. Well, it's, the phone book's produced every year, once a year, I would imagine, yeah. right? And if why are they charging you every month? Why isn't it one flat fee? Because after mm. three months, can you phone up and say, I don't want to be it anymore? I'm stopping my payments. Actually, why don't I get rid of my landline because I hardly ever use it. Would that, what, why am I paying for a landline? Unfortunately at the moment, because we have a thing called the internet, we have to have a landline. But when all these mobile phone operators bring out 5G, 6G, 7G, eventually we'll have no more phone lines and then we'll be free. Oh, so shall I just leave it at the moment? Who uses their home phone? I never use it. The only time you use it is when someone's trying to sell you something. And then I tell them to fuck off. <laughs> have I got anything else in Tech Talk this week? I don't know. I'm really annoyed now. Oh, you know, uh, last week I mentioned mobile phones. Uh, you know, when you, when you take out a contract, you get f- uh, technically a free phone, but you're not, you're actually paying for the handset. And then eventually mm-hmm. your contract runs out, but you continually pay for the handset. Well, Ofcom are looking into making sure that that's not the case anymore, that as soon as your phone is paid for, they have to remove the fee. Really? Oh, good, 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 and good. The, Glad they're doing that. And the yeah. o- o- other mini news story is Amazon are, um, uh, are making a new shop. A new shop? Yeah, actual physical shop. Basically, everything that's in Amazon that's got four stars or above can be in this shop. Anything that's getting huh. less than four star rating will not be available in this shop. Right. And where is this shop? In New York. It must be a massive shop. If you think it, I was about going Amazon. to say, yeah okay well there we are that's tech talk slightly more interesting than normal to be honest with you if you uh, you have a business and uh, you've uh, not realised that you're paying for your number if it's in the phone book you better get on to, to uh, BT and have a word with them uh, now what about films I noticed you put here the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society well yeah I sent you down the Blu-ray the other day yeah and uh, you said you'd watched it best film I've seen for a long time do you think I re- did you see it? I saw, oh yeah. Well, saw it before I sent it down to you. All oh, right, I really liked it. Didn't you like it? I just thought it was nice. I just thought it was a nice, old-fashioned kind of film. Yeah, yeah, okay. Two hours long. Well acted, that. very well acted, and it had uh, had lovely scenery on Guernsey, and I thought I just it was a it was a. It's not nice. I mean, it was a film about the end of the occupation of Guernsey by the, the Nazis and uh, what it was like living there, and the fact that, you know, they didn't have a lot of food, so they had potato peel in pies, which was probably, probably horrible. And they set up, these people set up a little uh, literary society, and they invited an author to come and talk to them, and the author fell in love with a guy on the island. It was, it was just a nice, feel good film. Yeah, had the woman in it from the IT crowd. I don't know what the IT crowd is. Have you never seen the IT crowd? Never seen the IT crowd. I'll I'll send you down the uh, DVDs of those. Okay. I mean, what else have I seen recently? I've tried to watch your Star Wars movie, and I got halfway through it last night, or the night before, and fell asleep. The Han Solo one? Yeah. Oh, you didn't like that. Maybe I shouldn't have walked it when I got back from work, but watched it when I got back from work. Dogs didn't like it. They don't like space movies, do they? No, they didn't like it. They kept barking at Chewbacca. <laughs> but I just, I, you know, I've only got, I only got as far as they were walking through the Arctic weather or something, and then I, I just turned it off because I couldn't stand any more. I was asleep by then. How did you turn it off when you were asleep? Well, you know, you know, when you're sitting on the couch and your head's falling forward, and dropping off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. About three in the morning, I, you know, I come back for a, do my radio show, get back home, and. You know, pick the dogs up, and we go and sit and watch a movie and have something to eat. Shouldn't eat late at night, really. It's not good for you, but still. That's, that's usually seven o'clock in the evening. I'm my head's drooping down, and then I wake up about nine, and then I stay up till about four watching movies. Yeah, very yeah. strange person you are. Um, anyway, so I thought the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society was very good. Available on Amazon for nine mm. ninety nine. And I also like the scores. Was it Scorp um Sorokia? I can't remember what it was called now. Sicaro, yeah. I'll, when the second Ciccaro. one Sicaro. Yeah, when, mm. I, when the second one comes out, I'll send you that down. Okay. I liked the I liked it. Anyway, it was good. Um right. Now this is what I wanted to talk about, uh, before we go into questions and whatever else we're gonna do. Uh unless you've got another movie you want to talk about. No, I've got loads of movies I could talk about, but you know, it just bore everyone. Yeah, you would, right? Um, the other big story has been happening recently, and today—just uh, tell them the, the, we're, it's a Thursday. So I don't—I Thursday of the week of the whale. It was the week of the whale every week for me. Yeah, yeah, but the week week of the the beluga whale that was stranded in the Thames. Now I haven't seen on the news today anything about the whale. Have you? No, and that's a good thing, isn't it? Well, hopefully, but I'm not sure. I—I um, I, just because people lack of of um lack of thought really loads of people ring you when things like oh do you want to make a comment as a whale what do you think name it james shall we name it james um and to be honest with you i i find the whole thing quite distressing this whale is in distress it's in the thames it doesn't want to be there it's got there by mistake everybody's getting excited and running around and even trying to go out and look at it in a boat this poor animal is is obviously not happy uh and people say oh yeah it's quite happy it's not not really doing thrashing no it's probably uh very scared wondering what the hell's going on probably not got enough to eat nobody seems to know um and i just think it, 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 you know the last time a whale came up the thames it ended up dead and everybody was sort of looking at it and running around and couldn't catch it and couldn't do anything with it and you know, everybody said, oh, well, it's get, it's getting weaker and everything else. And I was thinking then at the time, well, why don't they just put it out of its misery? We don't have to see this poor, magnificent animal suffer like this, because it is suffering. Now, I don't want it killed. But if it isn't going to have a happy outcome, if it isn't going to get out of the river, now, it may have gone because I haven't heard anything about it today. And if it has, I am really happy and relieved. It is not a spectator sport, seeing this poor animal, I don't think. Uh, if it heads up the River Thames towards London, it's at the, it's at the estuary now, um, if it ha- then it isn't going to be able to get out. And the, the pollution and the amount of boats and everything else it's probably going to, to cause it an enormous amount of, of upset. Surely, in that case, the best thing to do is to put it out of its misery. In the old days... Wrongly, we used to transport whales for entertainment, didn't we? Like for like Winnie in Win in Windsor Safari Park. They must have transported the orc. That's a good point. Actually on one of my programs, uh you can see me swimming with the whale. Oh, I don't know on, whether we've got it on the website. It's on YouTube, yeah. Why don't we put that little film up? It's not PC these days, is it? Well, I think we should put it up just to show people that I've actually been with a whale, and I know these animals have. They're not. They're not fish. They're not. You know, they. They have a. a there's a sense when you're with it that you can, like a dog, you could tell whether it's happy or not. The whale at the Windsor Safari Park, and I might have been smiling and laughing or whatever. Um, it was 30 years ago. I made that film. Um, I can tell you, wasn't very happy, and luckily, it was. Uh, it was taken. I think and, and taken to a big uh sea place where it was i think it was gradually let back into the wild or something wasn't it i'm not sure that it's a long time ago mm-hmm. but the point but is anyway. they, they were able to crane it and and move it yeah. around surely they can take this poor whale that's swimming up the uh thames and, well presumably and, they could they could tranquilize it with a dart and catch it when it came up can't they or, or do something like that i or, mean it's not beyond the bounds of possibility I mean, it just seems Once silly, it's beached itself, it's very unlikely there's going to be a happy ending. Yeah. And uh, it, it, well, the water's change as well, doesn't it? It gets uh, less and less salty, doesn't it, the further it goes down the... Yeah, well, I am I'm I was talking the other night on the show to one of the uh, divers who are keeping up, the, the, the guys who are specialists about it, uh, saying, no, that it won't, you know, the water, it's an air-breathing animal, it's not a fish, so whether it's salt water or, or, or not, it won't matter. Oh, okay. What about the actual food in the in the Thames? It's okay with that. Well, it won't be the sort of food it normally eats, but it, they reckon at the moment it's not in. The, it's it's on the the out in the estuary, but where it is, there is a deep water super tanker port, um, and uh, and and cruise liners come into the huge cruise liners come into the river right up at the estuary as well. You know, they do. Yes, yeah, and there's not a lot of space, so i I just think that we've turned it into a kind of. Um, uh, a circus uh, whilst watching this out. It's always all right. Look, it's coming up for... It's fine. I'm sure it's not fine. It's about a thousand miles south of where it ought to be. Well, best of luck to it. That's why I say Yeah, And I hope it's been... Because we haven't heard anything today, I'm hoping that perhaps there has been a happy ending to it. Mm. So I think we could, do, uh, we could do questions now, couldn't we? We seem to have quite a lot. Oh, no. What's the camel's dangly bits? Oh, shall I jump to that question? Well, I don't know. I mean, why did you send me a picture of it? Because it, it's a photograph to go with a question for the whale. Well, do you want to go through the questions and just get to it when you get to it, then? I could do. Hey, I found out the other day, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it makes perfect sense. Do you know why pirates have an eye patch over one eye? I know why they have an earring. Why do they have an earring? Because that's what they had as their, the money for their funeral. Ah, so it was like a gold earring ready to pay for their funeral when they die. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they wore an earring. Well, I got told the other day, because I think it might have been on one of those Ducks Don't Quack type TV programmes, <laughs> that the, um, they, they wear an eye patch so they can see in the dark when they go below deck because there's no windows, so they move the patch from one eye to the other eye because that eye's been in darkness, they can see in the dark. Really? Yeah, I know. That's what I thought when I was told. I thought, really? I've never heard that before. I always maybe thought... somebody will get in touch with us and let us know. I always thought somebody was very good with a pistol and just shot yeah. everybody's eyeball. Shot out. their eyes out. Yeah. I don't, well, maybe right. I don't know. Makes I have sense. no idea. Yeah. When you think about it. Get in touch, let us know. I'm thinking of trying it out, get one of those pirate eye patches from like a kid's shop or something and then having mm. a go for a day. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, that's, well, why don't you try it? Oh, I'll give it a go one night. Yeah, give it a go and see what happens. Because you live in a very dark part of the world. Why don't you do that? That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, what was I going to say? There's something else. Oh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. You can see uh, all sorts of videos, new and old, on there as well. Yeah, a lot of new ones at the moment. Yeah. In fact, out. I was talking to the old one of my old TV producers from the James Well radio show. And he said, why don't you do a new show? And why don't you use the old Whaley Ghost Town films? Because some of them are very relevant today. We did, you know, Transgender. We did um, Animal Cruelty. We did everything, didn't we? Uh, he said, why don't you show those films from 30 years ago and do an update on what uh, the situation's like now? It's a reasonable idea. Yeah, I thought that's quite a good idea. So we might do that on uh, on our YouTube channel. I did digitally enhance the uh, the old uh, intro to Whaley Goes to Town. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did it when you went back to Radio Air a few months ago. I oh, did, right. I did uh, Whaley Goes well, we could, Back to Town. Yeah. And well, we could use that again then. Hmm. Yeah, that was Mike Pearson, uh, who was one of my old uh, television producers, who, uh, who got in touch with me the other day. So that's really good, wasn't mm-hmm. it? How and he you? listens to this podcast every week. Well, I, I sent him a, a quick uh, post because uh, he seemed to have the original running orders with all the names of uh, and times, etc. And I wondered if we could grab a copy so we can update all the YouTube videos with them. Yeah, he has. Oh, well, maybe he can. And yeah. he'd be delighted to do that. He told me. Well, then that's great. Then. And if we do another James Wur Radio Show on TV, he would love to be involved. I've got a list of people that want to be involved in the original. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. TV show. Um, but I think we should do that, because now there are so many places you can put it out, you don't have to worry for, about the ordinary TV companies. We should just do it. And that, that's what I think we will do. Okay, should we get on with the questions for the way out? I think we should, yes. Okay, right. Okay, uh, Tracy Ann... Ah, oh, Tracy Anne, how are she you? She wants to know what did you think of uh, Jeremy's conference speech, but uh, you've already done. Well, I think that. I, I thought it was uh, uh, it was uh, as I imagined it would be, uh, no different. Um, uh, <laughs> and and like all party leaders' conference speeches, all geared. It's all it's all one way one way traffic, isn't it? Really, bit of a pantomime then, yeah. Bit of singing. Bit of dancing, They're singing, bit of dancing, all that. Oh, we're going to make it better than the other guys, they all do this. But a few jokes that make wouldn't, it make it great. trust them further than I could see them, you know. You allow them hands on on, on our our money uh-huh. in the inland revenue where all our money goes, and uh, what are they going to do with it? Any thigh slapping? No thigh slapping, thank goodness. No, okay, not even under the lectern, no, okay. No. Uh, Marianne Turberville. Marianne Turberville. Yeah. Did you adopt Millie that from the Dogs Trust this week? Beautiful little one. Did you see that one? Yeah, but no, I didn't. you're Too many at the moment. Have you? I've got too many dogs, Marianne. I can't cope with another dog on my own. I'm afraid. Although my dogs are not here today, I was late home last night and I left them with the dog sitter all night. Uh, because I wouldn't have arrived back at the dog sitters until about one o'clock in the morning because of uh, traffic coming out of London. And I really, it was just really strange sort of rattling around the house on my own without the dog. So uh, I shall be picking them up after the show tonight. Uh, Tony Smedley. Yep. Should these really be sold in shops? Now turn your page over. Okay, yep. And there's a picture there I've, I've left for you. Ah, camel balls, extra sour bubble gum. Yeah, I've never seen that. That is disgusting. <laughs> Liquid-filled, <laughs> gluten-free. This is a foreign advertisement, so this is not in this country. No, they they are. Are they? Mm. They're in this country. I'm. I'm Where? Not, I would imagine in some of the the, the pound shops or something like that, maybe. Some uh, obscure shops, I'm sure. There's a lot of um, shops now that sell foreign sweets, yeah. American sweets, imported. <laughs> I think it's quite funny. I listen, it's not; it doesn't offend me. <laughs> and it's exactly the sort of thing kids would find funny, isn't it? They look like they're going to burst in your mouth, though, don't they? bit like eating sweetbreads, which I don't. Extra sour. Yeah, nasty. I might actually, looking at that, I might try one. I wonder if we can buy them on Amazon. See if you can get them on Amazon, get some, we'll try them. Okay. We'll eat them live. If, hmm. if we can't get them on Amazon and you've seen some, can you send some in? Or email me for the address and, and send yeah, them. Yeah, anybody sees them, send them to us. Okay. But, uh, um, yeah, they're not real camel balls, okay? No, no no, camels were harmed. Yeah, yeah. Has that camel got glasses or is that just a... No, but it's smiling. Oh, hang on. It's got something on the end of its nose. A ring. I hope it's not uh, they do some of these countries treat animals appallingly. This is a cartoon picture. Yeah, I know. Just so it's, a saying. It's okay. Right, okay. Let's go on with it. Uh Jean Matheson. Uh she's looking for suggestions for the best music tracks ever for opening a show. Ever wondered what your choice would be, James? You've got a few, haven't you? Um rocking good track, a rocking good track to you you open um, a show. Chunky chasing. I suppose there, it depends what sort of thing you're doing. I mean, you know, Frank Sinatra's My Way is always a good one to open a, a show with, or We Are the Champions is uh, is a pretty good one. If I was opening show, I'd probably have ACDC Highway to Hell. That's a good one. Yeah. Highway to Hell is the answer. Highway to Hell. Uh, High-way- yeah, that's good. We Are the Champions by Queen. That's another good one. Is there any way you can get your friend on this show? Who? Brian Johnson. I don't know. When he's back over in this country, I'll ask him. He doesn't like to do uh, I didn't like to do like interviews, Jimmy, man. You know what I mean? I reckon we do a show with just you doing the voice and yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's an idea. They'll never know if it's me or not. I had, uh, I had Jeffrey Moore on my uh, radio show on Talk Radio the other day. Roger Moore's son. He looks and sounds just like him. <laughs> uh, right, carrying on. Okay, Tony Ingram. Does Drunker Junker think he's... What? Does Drunker Junker think (laughs) he's... Junker. Well, you're right Does Drunker Junker, I would imagine it is. Is is he foreign, is he? Yeah, well, never mind. Go on. (laughs) Does Drunker Junker think he's going to make the whole world speak French? The man needs to lay off the wine a bit. It's very rude, Tony. You should be ashamed of yourself, mate. Talking about a very serious point. Nobody wants to make the world speak French. I have to tell you, one of my biggest regrets in life is that I didn't learn to speak French. I would love to have been. I think French is such a beautiful language. I wish I'd uh, applied myself. I'm too old. Once you get older, it's really difficult to learn a language. Uh, Isabel Harding. Oh, I know Isabel. She's a friend of mine. Hello, Isabel. You could have rung me, Isabella. You didn't have to do it on the program. Uh, Why are the trains so crap if we pay so much in fares? Uh, Because the people who run the trains don't care about us, basically. They think we would have to get on them. There is no uh, competition. And much as I don't want to see them brought back into public ownership because they weren't very good as national uh, or, or national ownership, they weren't very good before, I don't know, there has to be a middle ground where it's a company set up where the money goes back in. To providing good transport services, it's it's it shouldn't be something reliant on directors making money, it, and and the people who work on the transport services as well need to understand they're in the service industry, and I don't think a lot of them do because they know that we don't have any any kind of. Um, come back we have to use their service you can't say i don't like your train i'm going to get the other one over there it doesn't work so yeah isabella i think it's disgusting and i think we have the worst some of the worst transport systems in the world i'm gonna have to go the other side of the room to do this one okay sorry back again uh okay matthew feeney here we go yeah why are the right ring press so shouty well, I think you need to turn that around, Matthew, and ask, why are the left-wing press so shouty? Uh, I'd never noticed that. It's it's extremes on all, both sides, extreme left, extreme right. They always shout because uh, they're all a bit thick, basically, Matthew. Uh, Martin Cross. James, that's you. Uh, if you- Don't build your part. Get on with the, <laughs> the fucking question. <laughs> Give me, right, give it to me. Let me do the question as well. Oh, Martin Cross, James, if you gave everyone involved in the Brexit negotiations a Kit Kat, do you think we will get a break from hearing about it just for a couple of minutes? Well, we would have had a break from hearing about it, Martin, if you hadn't written this stupid fucking question, wouldn't we? Carry on. Uh, Steve Harris. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn, single has been released. Reported to be going to be a smash hit. Are you going to buy a copy? Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Um, actually, I think it's a rip off of another song. Uh, and I would think anybody that buys it, it's not even been released. No, I'm not going to buy it. What a ridiculous question. Don't you go through these questions before you put them out? In this uh, situation, I think Pyrus is the answer. Pirate a copy. Don't give any money towards it. Just rip it off. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn, are you ready for the dustbin? There you go. That's a better single. Doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we are um, at this particular time. And the sun is shining today where I am. I don't suppose it is where you are because you're in North Wales and the sun hardly ever shines in North I Wales, can, does it? I can tell you now. I'll look at the weather. Hang on. We'll, uh, yeah. we- 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 weather. 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 Yeah. It, it, yeah. It is 17 degrees C in the city of Bangor. Can we start this about Bangor? It's not a city. It's a town. It, well it's not—it's really a village but there we are it's, it's, it's called the City of Learning is it really ok right well I'll pop up and have a see if I learn uh, that's it we're back uh, same time same place don't forget you go on the website jameswhaleradio.co.uk and you can uh, do all sorts of stuff on there including if you need uh, a copy of my autobiography you can get that for next to nothing now I mean the price is real. it's time I ne- nearly wrote another one it's been 10 years since I wrote that hasn't it uh, two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, was it? Yeah, eleven years, maybe. You can buy camel balls on uh, on Amazon. Good. Well, I'm very happy about that. It's made my day. Uh, with that, I, I wish you adieu. Ten pound forty nine for two hundred. Yeah. Spending ten pounds forty nine on flipping bubble gum. Okay, if someone wants to sponsor us with some camel balls, send them to uh, <laughs> to us. <laughs> Okay, right. I'll see you later, Robbo. Take it easy. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, everybody. And uh, and check out the website. And don't forget to see the YouTube channel and join me on Talk Radio at 7 o'clock, Monday to Thursday evenings. Can you go and get your camera and take a shot between your legs now? Dog off.